Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is poppin'? Another day, another half dollar, John Coleman. That's all you got? In today's market? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You better be happy you got half a dollar. Really? Yeah, there's many folks that got no dollars. I half a dollar. Do you remember half dollars with Kennedy on it? Do they still sell those? I'm impressed that you would know that John to the F Kennedy was on, was on the half dollar. Would it even, yeah. If you handed that to someone, would they even accept it? Probably not. They'd be like, this is fake toy money. And I'm like, no, it's a half dollar. Yeah. I um. You know what? I have no idea. I've not seen one of those coins in a, in, in a minute or two. Well, you, in fact, you, speaking of coins, I hardly use any coins unless I got like a scratch-off lotto ticket that I need. And when's to, the last time you scratch a lottery ticket? Every single Christmas because they <laughs> come in my stocking. What's the most you ever won? At, oh, never won more than 20 bucks. I really? Think, in my life. I know, right? Have you ever won any money? The most I've ever won was like 20. I bought a ticket for, for my dad once and he won 100, so technically I didn't win, but... No, I never tend to win on those. We we bought uh, our son, so our son turned 18, finally. Oh, right? Shout happened. out Jackson. Yeah, oh, shout yeah, out shout Jackson. out Jackson. I guess now he's allowed to be talked about on the show. Yeah. And he really wants to be in my seat one day. I, he he hey, said, man. Dad, for my birthday, can I host T-Lock? Yeah. I said, meaning you and JC? Yeah. And then I go, what are y'all going to do? He's like, we're just going to talk shit about you, Dad. Riff. I'm like, that's fantastic. Are you? Yeah, let's set it up. He's a grown-ass man now. He well, should be supposedly, moving up. Supposedly. Well, uh, he did get his selective service card in the mail. What the hell is that? That's so he's eligible for the draft. So he can go, you know, fight that's in a useless still a war. thing? Yes. That's still a thing, John. They still do that today. Yeah, so here's something interesting happening. And I like to talk about this only because we prognosticated, right? We were doing episodes... Three, six, nine months ago, we're like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, be aware of all this happening. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of change still happening. Okay. Right? That's what this year is going to be. Change is afoot. Homebridge. My friends over at Homebridge mm -hmm. are being acquired mm -hmm. by CMG. Uh-oh. Yes. Yes. That's, that's change. That is acquisition. That's one less competitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was announced last week. That CMG is taking over Homebridge. It's going to be interesting to watch that unfold because the unfortunate part of any merger or acquisition, especially in the landscape that we're in now, mm -hmm. typically, I don't know this for a fact, typically it's because that division, the it's, and it's only the retail division, it's not the wholesale division, only retail, typically it's because maybe they weren't making money. So maybe a bigger company came in and said, well, I would love to acquire you because you definitely have some assets, right? Those assets could be their LOs, those assets could be some of their branches, it could be their producing managers. It could even be in their MSRs, right? And, and obviously whatever cash they have in the bank. And CMG is an opportunist and they're like, yeah, we can take an opportunity to grow our market share and we're gonna do so through acquisition. So they announced that they are acquiring Homebridge. The unfortunate part of it, It'll lead to layoffs. Some redundancies. There's going to be a lot of redundancies, usually in HR, IT, marketing, investor relations, operations, not necessarily in sales. But what will happen is enough processors, closers, underwriters, IT, and marketing will be retained to support what is needed, but not everybody. Because the only way that this would make sense for a one company to acquire a different company is if they see a way to benefit them. Mm -hmm. Meaning, well, I'm already built out to 
absorb or originate or fund X in volume. So if I can bring on the originators, the people who produce the volume, but I don't have to take on all the overhead. I don't have to take on the leases. I don't have to take on all of the support staff. So now I have scalability. Now I can level up. So unfortunately, there's some people over there that are going to be getting severance notices and severance packages. Um, and then you can be more selective with your, your loan originators, right? You don't need necessarily your part-timers. You don't need your low producers. So you, those people may also find, find their way out and they may find their way out of the business. And for those that are in the business and that are full-time, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing for, for us. So we have that's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's announced, announced. Like, that's not a secret. Something that is an announced rumor. So to, to figure that one out. Right. It's not like a rumor rumor. It's an announced rumor. But it's fully anticipated or expected that family first mortgage is going to be acquired by Animac. Mm -hmm. So that's another one where, you know, the people who are currently working over at family first, like, they didn't get to make this decision. Right? That's some stress into their lives. That's going to be some redundancy that's going to lead to some, some layoffs and some terminations. It's also going to lead to, to people who are like, who moved my cheese? I don't want to work for this company. I'm out. Right, But there's, there's other mortgage companies in their market that may be able to offer mm. that um, shelter that they seek or that opportunity that they crave. So it's just interesting to see in motion what we predicted and projected to happen. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is I never would have put Homebridge in that boat of someone who would be acquired. Really? Yeah, I just wouldn't have. Were they doing well previously? I mean, who, who knows? Maybe they are doing well. Maybe CMG was just doing better. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe it's a strategic play because they want to go all in on wholesale and they want to take their chips off the table when it comes to retail. I have no idea. Question like, for you. Yes. In, in a world, like, would there ever be an instance in the mortgage industry like what happened with telecommunications where like everybody bought everybody up and there's only like four major players in the mortgage industry. Like there's like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile are now for cell phones. Would that ever get to a point? Well, so I wouldn't think to that level, mm -hmm. but yes, what is happening is consolidation. So consolidation is happening. Mm -hmm. um, so the answer is yes and no. Right. Never to where it's just four. Okay. I know never is a strong word, right. but you know, what if there were 50 instead of 500, yeah. right? What if it was just left of 50 instead of 500? Mm -hmm. And then at that point you can say, but let's talk about this because this is in the news right now. Rocket Mortgage announced over a $400 million loss What in Q4. Now they are the second largest lender in America. Is that a lot of money still for them? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, <laughs> $400 million loss is huge. Is over $400 million. Right. So it's interesting because I had a loan officer come to me and he was trying to compare what he was offering a certain client and what Rocket was offering a certain client. Mm. And my only answer was, well, I've never worked at Rocket, so I can't speak on their behalf. But what I can tell you is I just pulled up the earnings report and they lost over four hundred million dollars. So whatever they're doing, it's not working or <laughs> or it's out of desperation. Yeah. I don't know that to be true, but that was the answer I gave this loan officer and their CEO abruptly Peaced resigned out. yeah no like, way yep and then you have even in that like in that realm united wholesale mortgage uwm lost 65 million dollars in fourth quarter damn like yes like change is afoot because you can't continue to operate in that manner something has to change yeah. 
Now, UWM claims they've never had layoffs, but their staff is 30% less than what it was a year ago. Hmm. Maybe that was all through normal attrition. Creative math. Creative math. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. yeah. No one, we've never fired anybody. We but just had to let them, we, as part of our transition program. We, we cut all of their bonuses out. Yeah. We reduced their compensation by 20% and mm. told them they're no longer eligible for 401k match, and they quit. And we instituted pay parking. <laughs> we instituted you pay part. Got to recoup. That is fantastic. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's crazy out there. It's tough out there. Yeah. Um, I shared all of this because a we prognosticated it. Uh, B <clears throat> to keep you all up to date on hey this these are the comings and goings. There's another one. Home point. I'm gonna stay on this whole wholesale uh, mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Um, Home point, which I think is the number three wholesale lender. So if you're a mortgage broker, right, you're probably brokering to Rocket or you're brokering to United Wholesale. Maybe you're brokering to Home Point. HomePoint, who has been really struggling the past year or two, they have finally raised their hand and they said, we've cut as much as we can cut. We've cut people, we've cut cost. Mm-hmm. We're still not able to turn a profit. We're now gonna be entertaining acquisition. Because mm. acquisition right now in our industry, it's, it's not like a tech company that you're like, oh, I'm a FinTech unicorn. Yeah. I just got acquired. <laughs> bling, bling, yeah. ching, ching, <laughs> we're all getting paid. No, this is more of a, oh my gosh, I'm either going to have to close my doors and liquidate everything, pay all my people and wind this thing down, or can maybe somebody throw me a life ring and come acquire me? Mm. At which point I can at least be made whole, I can save face and I can transition a third to two thirds of my company over to this new company. So right now acquisitions aren't like the fintechs, it's Mm -hmm. more like the... The, the 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 life ring mm-hmm. but yeah now home point's raising their hand again for those of us that are that are staying the course our blinders are on our heads are down this is all positive this is all positive because the less people that are in our space the less the the less competitors the more business there is to to mm-hmm. go amongst those of us that are left mm-hmm. and eventually if only the strong survive then there'll be less pricing pressures and all of us can start working off of a profitable business model instead of a business model that has us losing 65 million in one quarter, 400 million in one quarter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. being forced into being acquired mm-hmm. by by other players in the market. So all of that is going on right now. They blew all their money on those sh- shitty Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's and two of those companies are publicly traded companies. So they've raised billions of dollars. So they may be sitting back and just laughing, saying, hey, look, this is, this is all part of the master plan. It's part of the designs by design. Yeah, this is all part of the master plan. This is why we went and raised money, because we knew that we were going to have some uh, tough headwinds ahead. And we knew we had to have enough money set aside so that we could continue to close lots of units, lots of volume, even if it's at a loss. All of that's part of the master plan. That very well could be what's, what's happening. Better get their tax rebate, that tax check, get that back. Uh, yeah, maybe. I have no idea how corporate taxes work, John. Neither do I. I but hardly know how. I hardly know how residential taxes work, but I do know that I know more about. I call them residential tax, personal taxes. Yeah, residential. I, residential. <laughs> I do know how personal taxes work. Yeah. Better than most. Maybe not as good as a CPA who does it for a living, mm-hmm. but better than most. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that today? Let's double dab. Let's double dab a little bit because yeah. it is tax season. It is tax Ish. season. I don't know. I just do QuickBooks and I just hit submit. And if I see your green numbers, I hit submit. Have you done the taxes for TLOP yet? 
you're working on it. That's all the time we have for today's episode, folks. We look forward to catch you on. That. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I got us. I got. A, I got us signed up with a bookkeeper. Not a bookie. This shit is a... so over my head. These people are like, what the hell is this kid doing in my office? How did you get here? Did your mom drop you off? And I was like, no, I drove myself. Well, the good news is there's literally no profit for T-Lop Enterprises. <laughs> Everything is written off. Yeah, they, I mean, like we have a little bit of revenue, little, a little bit, a ch- and a whole lot of expenses. Yes. So hopefully that's my life though hopefully that changes as each year passes right but um but i do enjoy the fact that you're spearheading for t-lop enterprises i if no one if honestly if i didn't do it dustin we'd be here three years from now getting a letter from the irs and being like hey guys did you not think you had to submit your homework and then wait wait if you didn't do it you think i wouldn't do it I'm not saying you wouldn't do it. Wouldn't is a strong <laughs> word, Dustin. It's, I would I would struggle to see or understand where you would find the time or make the time to do I'm enjoying time. watching your professional Drown. Growth. I'm drowning I'm in an inch of water. I'm if, literally... if I just did everything, you'd never get a chance to learn. That's what parents say to their kids when they tell them to wash the dishes and cut the grass. It's it's it was bad enough. People are like, you never let JC JC speak, and now they're like, oh my god, oh, he's so cool. Oh my- All of your episodes are better now because JC's talking more. Yeah, yeah, that's oh the feedback that God. we're getting yeah. when when we go out and do events like TLOP Live, which I want to I want to talk about. This yes, real quick. this is good. Yes, I want to talk about because we're talking about taxes. We're talking about TLOP and you doing TLOP Enterprises taxes. Terrible. We have mentioned on other episodes. Uh, you're gonna hear about it. We need a full time business manager. Need a BM. We need somebody who wants to grow with us. We need somebody who shares the vision, who can think big, and who wants to be in charge of the business aspect of TLOP Enterprises. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are currently in the search for that. If it's you, if it's someone you know, please have them reach out to me, send me a resume, drop me a line on IG, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Yeah, let us know. We're going to be very selective. We're going to be very picky. I, I have a vision of where we're trying to go, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for someone who will share in that vision, someone who will push me mm-hmm. to think bigger than I already do, mm-hmm. and someone who may even love this podcast more than you and I combined. Shit, that, there's someone out there. Yep. Um, but what I do enjoy is I enjoy watching John mm. have to do business things because when we started this, he raised his hand. And I said, yep. And said, I want to do this. I want to learn it. And I you do, do learn by experience. You, you literally. Yeah, so something we're learning by experience with TLOP Live. I don't know if I like the name TLOP Live. Okay. Because, and this is, kudos to my wife. She's like, every time you say TLOP Live, I get excited thinking you're going to do a, a live, live episode. Yes, and I'm like, I want that to happen, but John hasn't figured out a way to do it. But I wish we were doing these shows mm-hmm. at least one a week live, mm-hmm. right? My ultimate job, my ultimate goal, I would love to do a two-hour show every day. It's called live. That's called syndicated television. Okay. Are you saying we can't do it? I'm, can't is a strong word. God, I learned. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swipe and adapt that. Are, are, are you saying that we, we shouldn't have that opportunity, that we're not good enough or we can't get good no, enough? No, we will get good enough. But people, you know, other hosts, they get jealous because our show is so dope, fresh, and new that they'll pigeonhole us. You think so? That's what happens when a good idea is too good to be true, yes. All right, John. Well, okay, let's get into today's episode. It's not going to be exciting. Oh. Like, sh- everything we did exciting, we've the, talked whoa, about. that's it? Yes, we've talked about UWM and Rocket <laughs> and HomePoint. We talked yeah. about HomeBridge and CMG. Mm-hmm. We talked about Annie Mac and uh, Family First. Yeah. We talked about all of that already, John. All right, so what, is the, what else uh, do you want to talk about? Taxes, because it's tax season. Jesus, we're going to talk about taxes. Let's Let's do this. Okay. 
Can I do it in like 10 minutes or less? Probably. That's all the time we got left on these cameras rolling, so go ahead. All right, perfect. <laughs> it's tax season, y'all. Taxes are due, typically, need to be filed by mid-April every single year for as long as I can remember, mid-April. When you are a home buyer and you typically get a tax refund, this is a great time to raise the funds needed for down payment, closing costs, or even reserve assets. Wow, need a couple extra three, four, five, eight grand? Go file your taxes. If you are a realtor or you're a lender, I love tax season because tax season is a way for my prospective clients to raise the funds that they need to put themselves in a position to buy. Whether it's to pay off negative debt like a car loan because your DTI is too high, whether it's to come up with the down payment needed, mm -hmm. whether it was to come up with the closing costs, or for some people, it's just about a matter of having reserve assets. So I love tax season for that reason. Here's also why I like tax season. If I'm a mortgage loan originator, it is a reason to reach out to my database. Everyone who bought a home last year needs to understand that as a homeowner, there may be some tax benefits that they're not used to. Hmm. And that I, their loan officer, can hook them up with a local CPA that could help them prepare and file their tax return to make sure they're taking advantage of all of the deductions that come with being a homeowner. Mm. What am I doing? It's a reason to reach out to my past client database. It's a reason to say hi. It's a reason to remind them I'm still around, that I still love the referrals. I'm bringing them a thing of value, which is a hookup to a local CPA. Then I bring to that local CPA a hookup, which is called a new client. Yeah. In return, I hope that that local CPA looks at me favorably. And when they have clients looking for a mortgage, they call me. Hmm. This is what tax season means to me as a mortgage loan originator, as somebody who has a career in housing and real estate. Here's also what tax season means to me, someone in the mortgage industry. It could be the reason why I help somebody who is self-employed go from being told no to yes. Because last year I was qualifying you off of your 2021 tax return. But if I can talk to you and to your accountant upfront before you file your tax return, I can maybe give you some insights as it pertains to things that you may take advantage of that hurt you qualifying versus things that you take advantage of that don't hurt you qualifying. Hmm. So it's a great time for me to reach out to people who couldn't qualify a year ago and before they go and file their return, we can have that conversation. There's some people we've done loans for in the past, John, that in order to do their loan, not only did they have to file the return, they had to file the return, they had to walk it down to the IRS office, hand it to them in person, have them stamp it as received, bring me back a stamped mm -hmm. copy showing that it was received so I could then show my underwriter that that is indeed the income that they're reporting for 2022 and I can use that income to qualify them because maybe I couldn't qualify them on 21 income, hmm. right? That's something that tax season means to me. So to my self-employed borrowers out there, if you are told no, this is a new year. Before you file your 22, you may want to get with a really good mortgage loan originator have them look at your return before it's filed, mm. and then maybe give you an idea of, based on that return, how much any particular mortgage program would allow you mm. to use as qualifying income. But here's a gotcha moment that's going on right now. Okay. Because in my industry, change is afoot. Mm -hmm. And change is afoot not just with consolidations and acquisitions and going out of businesses, 
it's also changed afoot as it pertains to programs and guidelines, right? We talked about on a, few, a previous episode, the good changes happening over at FHA, the good changes happening over at VA, but there's been some bad changes as well. It used to be in the past, we could originate a loan for someone like John Coleman, who is self-employed because he is the owner of TLOP Enterprises. And I say, John, I need you to send me your tax return. You send me the tax return and I see John owes $12,000 to the what? IRS. What the hell? That's a good problem to have, John. That means, means you I'm crushed making it. Money out. <laughs> that means you crushed it. But John doesn't have the $12,000. Why? Because he spent it all on Heineken and trips to Costa Rica. Top shelf bud. Top shelf bud. <laughs> all right. So he goes on a payment plan with the IRS. What well, used to be that I could use something like 3% of the outstanding balance as a debt and as long as John could carry that monthly debt in his DTI, we could rock out all day long. Mm. Well, some recent changes to many of the loan programs, they don't allow that anymore. So now before I do a loan for John, I have to make sure that debt has been satisfied. Damn. Yes. And by the way, tax liens are a bad thing when you're trying to buy a home. Right? So tax liens, when you're trying to buy a home, oof, don't know if you want to go there and if any other lender or bank or credit union would allow you to go there. So tax season means a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It could mean hurry the F up, file your taxes mm -hmm. because I need that income reported on that particular return to qualify you. It could be high five. You thought you were strapped with not having enough cash prior to you filing your return, file your return. If you're getting a refund, mm -hmm. you now have an influx of cash that you can use to help you qualify and purchase and feel comfortable uh, on uh, onboarding, uh, <laughs> uh, taking on this new debt, mm -hmm. right? That's a good thing. But with changes, you have to also understand if you owe money to the IRS and you're trying to purchase a home, in order to purchase a home and qualify, you have to give your tax return based on how you're, you're compensated, because not everyone does, by the way. Not every home buyer has to give their tax return. Some people, it's just a W-2. Some people, it's just a transcript of their W-2 and not even the actual W-2 itself. Hmm. Other people, it's like, no, I need two years of business and two years of personal tax returns. It depends on, are you Schedule C? Are you self-employed, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, right? There's many, many rules, regulation, guidelines, and they vary. Is this loan conventional going Fannie Mae, conventional going to Freddie Mac? Is it FHA? Is it, is it VA? Is it USDA? Or is it some bank portfolio loan? At which point that bank or that lender makes up their own rules. Typically, they follow Fannie and Freddie, but with their own twist, mm -hmm. right? Meaning there's no one loan that's made alike. There's no one loan that's underwritten same exact because all of us as humans, we bring a whole, we bring a whole different element to the um, equation mm -hmm. when we're trying to solve for finance. Question okay? for you. Yeah. If I, you said it back, if I was a homeowner, if I'm a homeowner, what are some of the what can I do with my taxes? Like write them off or like, what are some? Yeah. Things? So I'm not a CPA, John, but I'll give you the best understanding to my knowledge as someone who does have to file taxes, who is a homeowner. Yeah. Okay. So any property taxes that I pay, I can sometimes write those off of my uh, taxable income. Hmm. Any mortgage interest I paid, I could write that interest off in terms of uh, write it off my taxable oh, okay. income. Um, if it's a rental property that I can depreciate it, if it's a rental property, any money I put into that rental property, like a new roof, a new AC, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, having the yard mode, having the sprinkler system fixed, I can write that down so that if I own a rental property, I don't show any rental income, mm -hmm. right? I may have taken in income, 
But after I take into appreciation and write off expenses, then I'm not having to pay any income taxes. So there's benefits on that. Like when I financed it, if I paid any points, so if I paid points, points are typically deemed to be prepaid interest. So if I paid points, some of those points or some of those closing costs may be a tax deduction. Hmm. But what I don't know is some people, the standard deduction is more than enough. Hmm. And that's the route they go. For other people having the ability to, to itemize their deductions and to include mortgage interest and to include points paid or to include um, property taxes is a way to reduce their, their taxable liability. Right. Right. So like that's a benefit that, that people would have. Mm. But I think the big gotcha that used to not be is when you owe the IRS money, just know if you're an originator, if you're a realtor and you have a client or you're the actual client, the home buyer, if you owe the IRS money, that should be a ding, 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 bells and whistles, blue lights mm -hmm. going off, deep breath, step back. This may be something that gets in the way of us qualifying. This may be something we have to solve for. Mm. This may be something we have to address. And by may, I mean the odds are forever in your favor. That, that's what you're going to have to do. But that's what tax season means to me as somebody who is in, in the mortgage industry, who knows a thing or two about buying and selling real estate, who himself has purchased dozens of homes over his lifetime. Mm -hmm. As someone who... Um, is involved in multiple businesses, has multiple revenue uh, streams. Tax season's a burden. Pain in your it's ass. An absolute pain, and I don't <laughs> do my taxes until mid-October. Mid but that sounds like they're late. Um, they're not late if you file an extension. So if you file an extension, which I typically do, then you're allowed to then get your taxes done by mid-October. The problem is any money I owe I have to pay interest. What? Yeah, I have to pay interest. I learned this very very <laughs> valuable lesson last year because I owed a lot of money, which is a good problem to have, but a bad problem to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so I owed a lot of money, and I delayed paying them. So I had a very sizable interest charge. Mm -hmm. So I made a pact with my wife because she was kind of mad at me. She's like, honey, that could have been like a weekend at the beach. Right. We paid an interest. Because why? I'm like, because I didn't feel like sitting down for two to four hours God. gathering everything and getting it over to Renee, our CPA, yeah. so that she could file this return. So I made a pact for my wife that when we get back from spring break mm -hmm. or the kids' spring break, I'm going to go ahead and just earmark two to four hours. I'm going to go upstairs into like the spare bedroom. We don't have an office with spare bedroom. Lock myself in there. And it's kind of the junk room, I mean, by the way. Hunt for receipts. And just try to just organize everything. Just try to organize everything. It's so annoying. It is so annoying, but you know, such is life. I live a great life. I live in a great country. And if paying taxes allows me to do that, then so be it. Word. Because at the end of the day, here's something I'll say about taxes in general. Y'all don't pay anywhere near what you think you do. Y'all meaning all y'all listening and all y'all friends. Like y'all don't. I love, oh, I'm in a 30% tax bracket. No, you're not. You're in a 19% tax bracket. What? You're in a 17% tax bracket. Maybe if you're lucky, that last $10,000 that you earned, you paid 30% on. But guess what? You earned zero on the first $26,000. So when you look at how much money did I pay in taxes, divided by how much money did I make, mm -hmm. what you will notice is that number that is left over is usually like 0 0.17, 0 0.19, 0 0.13, 13%, 16%, 17%, 19%. Most people... You do not pay in federal income taxes 
you do not pay 20%. You think you do, but you don't, by the way. Now, if you have state income taxes, I don't know. Move to Florida. We don't have them. Actually, don't. We have too many people. Yeah, please. Please don't. And I'm sure there's people like, yeah, but I pay taxes. Okay, you're right. You pay surcharges on your cell phone. You pay surcharges when you travel to hotels and yeah. alcohol and liquor. and Resort fees. Resort fees. <laughs> and, yes, mm-hmm. like vehicle taxes and gas taxes. And the FCC has a 1,000 taxes in your cell phone bill and your cable bill. Like, okay, I get it. But usually when we talk about taxes, we're talking about the big number, like, mm-hmm. you know, like your federal income taxes. I just want you all to know. Very few of y'all even pay over 20%. Just FYI. So, I don't know where I went on that no, one, No, you just had to get on your soapbox to end the episode, Dustin. Yeah. I don't know what you're entitled to this episode. Uh, sh- this ta- is like potpourri taxes and shit. That, there's the title. Potpourri, that be, wait, well, we can do it. We don't have to get approval from anybody. Potpourri taxes and other shit. Why not? Because that's literally what it was. No, it, it would probably be... You and your... You know, what, what? It, it'll probably... Let me wordsmith SEO. this. You know, let me gonna, wordsmith this. You're going to SEO you. it. Oh. I, I wish I could SEO it. That's something we need with a business manager. Someone who can Say-o. SEO our stuff. Sayo. Like, we have so many ideas, John. Just not enough hours and manpower to implement said ideas. I'm tired. I'm it's tired gr- of waiting. It's a great problem to have, Dustin. I'm tired of waiting. Shout out to Joe Soria, though. <laughs> Joe Soria, she's a listener. Yeah. And um, I was talking to her few weeks back and kind of like laying out what it is that I think we're missing. Mm -hmm. And she is self-employed, runs her own business where she's like marketing and PR for small businesses, right? So she's used to writing articles, writing press releases, putting together like brochures Mm -hmm. and marketing collateral to help small businesses market their services. And she did some legwork for us because something I would like to see us do is I would like to have like notes of every episode. Mm-hmm. I would like to have like not quite transcripts, but notes, yeah, a like... one pager notes. This is what you missed mm-hmm. if you tuned into this episode. And it would be great to have a project where we play catch up of all 310 plus episodes. Shit. But then every single episode within mm-hmm. like three to five days of the episode launching, mm-hmm. if you logged on to tloponline.com and you were a premium member, then there you go. Then you could go. And then other things I want to be able to do with tloponline.com for our premium members, I want to be able to offer them discounts on things like Sales Boomerang and Mortgage Coach mm. and MBS Highway and Zenix Ground School or the MBA School of Originating or maybe even like a CE course or maybe even products through Rocky, right? Because Rocky mm-hmm. sells the, the the grid and he sell he sells his um his study um, notebook yeah right like i would love to be able to offer discounts to our, our premium members mm-hmm. and i also would be able to want to be able to offer just the products mm-hmm. to our freemium members so a business manager would help us put all of that together as yeah, well get off your ass and hurry up and send your resume in and then like doing speaking engagements and doing more live events i'm getting ready to do a call <clears throat> next week with our buddy Steve Richmond and Steve really wants to do like a two or three day Uh-oh. event host it in Orlando bring in three or four other nationally recognized speakers make it about growth strategy tactics motivating right learning from the best what it takes to build a successful book of business these are all things that require someone who is full-time bought in mm-hmm. with a business entrepreneurial mindset who can think big these are all things that we're looking to do. Just tell Jackson to do it and you won't have to pay him. 
Probably not. He needs to focus on graduating high school. Then he needs to focus on going off to college. At which point, here's what I told my kid at 18 years of age. If you want to drop out, you can. No. 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 There are four things that we expect you to do. Continue to be a great person because he's a great person. Good kid. So continue to be a great person. I need you to not get arrested. Mm. I need you not to get killed or killed somebody. Okay. And I need you to get good grades so you can graduate in four to four and a half years. Mm. I can do one of the four. Yep. It's up to you. Can't do all four at the same time. No, that doesn't work with me, John. (laughs) Nope. Those are pretty, four pretty easy things to accomplish. Can do one, can't do them all, Dad. I mean, if I could look past anything, maybe the arrest. Yeah. What the? What I, about the killing? If you kill someone, I can look I can't past, look past oh him. God. I said the one thing I can look past. Oh, okay, okay. The Is one there, thing okay. I could look past. Not the grades? Who the can? second thing I could get past was the grades. Better being a good human? That I, no, first, don't kill and get killed. Like, that's, that's number, number one. one. Don't kill anyone. Take that off then, the list, then. That's cheat. Take that off the list. No, I'm giving it a gimme. True. It's a like gimme. a free space and bang. It's kind of like every time I ask you to do something creative for me, you give me a throwaway. <laughs> So ask John Coleman or really anyone else who's creative to give you three options. They purposely make one that sucks. Horrible. So you won't pick it. To steer you in the direction you need to go. (laughs) So then you're left with two (laughs) options that are basically like a tangerine or an orange. Yes. What would you like? Yes. Yes, exactly. A lime or a lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one's like, oh, this rotten. Mm, uh, This fecal matter. Yeah, yeah. you can have that too. I wouldn't wouldn't suggest it, but, you know, just throw it out there. It's an outlier. That's what we call outliers. Yeah. So so, so what you're saying is that I should. No, I'm giving him a freebie. The freebie is don't get yourself killed and don't kill anyone else. Right. Then it's you have to be a good human. Right. Then somewhere between get good grades and graduate uh-huh. and not get arrested. I saw. We'll end on this. Misdemeanors only, I and only one time. And you better learn from it. My report card from freshman year. Did I tell you this? Of University of Tampa. No, freshman year in high school. Holy shit! I jumped off a cliff. D, Straight A's. D, D minus C, D maybe B in gym, and then I, I shit you not. You know how old report cards were? You had like the carbon copy and all those other. I went in and I changed like an F to a D in like with a pen. That's my thought process. <laughs> and like all the comments on the side were like, poor, poor. A warning was sent home. Needs more, needs to pay attention more. Disruptive in class. And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea. I'm serious. I looked at my mom and I said, I'm sorry. I had no idea I was that bad. And what'd she say? Thank you? She, no, she looked at me and was like, I, I, what do you think I've been trying to say for the past 30 something years? And it was really a profound moment. So I say that to... But that was, a, that was one soft spot in your... No, that was like freshman year of high school to like junior year in high school. And then I had wow. to like go to prep school and start over. It took me five years to graduate high school. Just zero Fs given? I, I thought I was trying. You what couldn't you, be bothered? I, th- I mean, I was a class clown. But you're a smart guy. I know, I just You don't. have to try to get a D. I, tr- I don't know what the hell I was doing. Think about it. What do you in high school? You wake up, go to class at nine, leave at two. You're smart enough to cheat your way through to at least get C's and B's. What did you get in high school, freshman year? What were your grades looking like? In freshman year, true story, true story. So I went to a high school that um, beta tested this thing where you couldn't get F's and D's. Oviedo. No, it was Lyman High School, Seminole County, uh, back in the back in the mid 1990s. Oh my god! So you got incompletes. Like they just gave you no. You just like nope. You don't get any credit. And I may have gone uh, through, uh, allegedly, may have gone through a spot in my life where, like, there's points where I'm like, God, 
Holy shit. I didn't like me then. There's a couple of times I didn't like me then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's like I didn't like me probably age 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't like me somewhere somewhere between like 31 and 33. So somewhat somewhat recently. So somewhere around <laughs> around that point I didn't mm-hmm. like me. Um so yes, typing Mrs. Pond's typing wow, class. Wow, you remember her. I got an incomplete. I had to retake it my senior year. Typing. Typing. Mavis, Be- Mavis Beacon and, did a teacher. And still, I made it through because by that point, um, the administration had grown to know me. And then once they grew to know me and they saw me... Um, Struggle. ...develop into a fine young man, they started to like me. First, they had to get to know me. Mm-hmm. It's not good when they get to know you. No. But then they got to see me grow. Then they got to like me. So actually my senior year, I didn't even go to typing because I went and worked out of the front office and That's... helped. I helped out the, the, the front office staff. What the hell? And I still got an A in typing. And by the way, shout out to Casey Jaguski, who's God. now, I think her married name is Stenstrude. But Casey, when I did have to do work in she, typing. She did it for you. She didn't do it for me. She just assisted me. And getting the work completed Bro, in a much quicker time f- frame. It's typing. What is it, like 30 words a minute? How do you get, like, what is typing? I don't know, John. It was typing. It was keyboarding, right? It was keyboarding. But you asked me a question. How were my grades? This, Let's just say my grades got better as I got older. This is gonna. This episode is a foreshadowing of the turning point for TLAP, where we talk more about just our personal lives and shoot the shit and like a little bit about mortgage and income-related stuff and see how it goes. Well, you picked today's episode. You're, you came in all fired up. I want to talk about taxes. I'm like, why? He's like, because I was just on this call with 100 loan officers, <laughs> I heard and I heard the word tax. tax. I was like, yes. oh, that sounds like an idea. Yeah, and what it was, it was literally one of our branch managers was like warning all of the the originators and the loan partners and the processors like, hey, look, we need to remember that when we see someone owing taxes, it is a red freaking flag. Mm. But then you got my wheels turned. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. But you and I haven't called up. It's been weeks since you and I really had a chance Mm -hmm. to catch up. How are you on episodes? Like we were working ahead. Yeah, this, this episode drops next Friday. So we're still working a week yes, ahead. Yes. Okay. I should have told you we're behind. Now we're going to rest on our laurels. No, we're not because I know I went out of town. Then I came back. Now I'm going back out of town. And then I'll be back. Once I'm back, I'm back. Turn up. Where are you going now? Go to New York City with the kids. It's their to spring break. see a play? We are going to go see a play. Where are you staying? At the W? Uh, no. So when you have teenagers oh my God. that are more like it's adults. Homewood Suites by Marriott. I used nothing but the points. I did use points, John. Jesus Christ. You gotta practice what you preach. No, you don't. That's we're, what we're, preachers do, not practice what they preach. That's why they're preachers. And that's why I don't like them. Well said. Okay. That's really that's well said. So therefore Do as I say, not as I do. I think we're staying at a Spring Hill suite. What? We got two rooms Is though. Wrong we with, got two rooms. But they're connected. I don't know if they're gonna be connected or not. But here's what I learned. I can't I used to be able to stay at nicer hotels when all four of us could could go into a room. But now I gotta drop enough coins or enough points to buy two rooms or buy the for four nights or buy the suite. I'm sorry. Remember the part when I said TLOP Enterprises doesn't make any money, and that we need to hire a business manager because I have all these great ideas on how we can turn this into a nationally recognized podcast, global, with millions following, millions tuning in, mm-hmm. bettering the lives of millions. And by then, you'll still be staying at a Homewood Suites. I won't by that time. What I'd probably find is a nice JW Marriott. 
Okay, I won't argue with that. Yeah, a nice JW Marriott. J-dubs? But, but this time it's going to be a Spring Hill Suites. We typically stay up in Midtown. Um, don't like staying in... Uh, the city? No, Times Square. That's trash. Times Square is gross. And boiled peanuts and piss. That's Time, what it smells like. Well, and like weird-looking knockoff caricatures of Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse Buy that me. want you to take a picture of Buy them. Buy me. Yeah, I know. I've been. You've been. It's yeah. trash. Yeah, but we, we do like being close to Central Park. <clears throat> so we tend to find an area that's going to... Put, it, put us close to Rockefeller, close enough to uh, Times Square, uh, close enough to get up to Battery Park and all that shit. Well, Battery Park's way down south. I don't know anything. So, yeah, in my no, really better direction. Yep. Oh, you're gonna get, no, but here's things that we are going to do. We're going to take the kids to the 9 11 Museum because mm -hmm. they're old enough now. Mm -hmm. At 15 and 18, they're old enough. The last time we took them to New York, they were probably like 7 and 10, and we didn't feel like they were old enough for the mm -hmm. 9 11 Museum. But we're going to go do that. We're going to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. We're going to go get some pizza. We're going to go to a Broadway play where we're seeing And Juliet. And then uh, they have one, they have, I think it's called One Dine. It's on the top of One World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have dinner reservations at One World. So we'll get there early. We'll do the One World observation deck. Mm -hmm. Then we'll do dinner on top of One at, at, at One Dine. Mm -hmm. And I hear the Spring Hill Suites have amazing pools. John, quit taking the piss, brother. Come on. It's, it's just where I picked. I got, look, we did this trip, truth be told. Delta and Marriott. My flight um, is covered yep. through Delta points, and my hotel is covered through Marriott points. We're going for, for, for four days, three nights, because we have to get home with my son being 18 now and being a senior. He's like, Dad, I want to go to the beach with my friends for spring break. I'm like, yeah, but we're doing something as a family. Yeah, but I don't want to hang out with you, Dad. Correct. So he, <laughs> I told you he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. So he compromised. He compromised. We're Saturday through Tuesday in New York City. We get in late Tuesday night. He'll probably go to the beach Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with his friends. There you go. What better way to close out this episode about taxes and you? Taxes and you. John, you and I off camera are going to come up with a better title, better description, so that way we can get it on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Hey, y'all, do us a favor. If you like what we're doing and you want to hear us and see us doing more. Share the shit. Share it. Like it. Give us a five-star review. Go on YouTube and become a subscriber. Mm -hmm. Check out our website. And trust me when I tell you this, John is working tirelessly with Chris Johnstone and our friends over at Connection Inc. Yep. at making our website five times better five than what it, it is now. And once they get it to 5X, they're going to 5X it one more because time that's not good enough. for a total of a 25X. That's how compound interest works, John. But that is all the time we have for you today. Check us out. Share us. Like us. Keep following us. We love doing this as long as you love tuning in. Yes. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owens. All the time we have for you today. But we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Bye.